Yes, welcome to the No Ideas Original Podcast featuring Shalom, Mr. Robert Zane. What's good, y'all? How y'all been? Yo. Cooling, man. What's up, y'all? Great to be back, man. <laughs> it feel like it's been a little minute, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know why? Only it's because we showed people the recording we had. They, the, the last episode you watched with Sweet LP was recorded some time ago. Yeah. Um, so now we back in the lab. Especially with more, I get a lot of feedback from people that say that they like the episodes when it's just us, also, and there's nobody yeah, else. And I interviewing people, yeah. I think we should do more, more of this, just us building, man, and coming up with some some great topics to talk about. So if you're tuned in to see somebody else, if you're tuned in to see a rap person, an entrepreneur, R and B person, you're not gonna get them tonight. Just stuck with us. Stuck with us, no <laughs> brother. But yo, we got the top. Still, some of the best content though. We got good topics, so we're gonna talk about the, what everybody's been talking about all week, the locks versus dip set, and give our final thoughts. We're gonna talk about Kyrie Irving and his uh, his feelings on the Kyrie 8 Nike shoe. Yeah. Riri is now a billionaire. We'll discuss that. Nas is king disease too. And should the baby have apologized? So yo, let's get right into it because I'm sure we all have a lot to say as it relates to the locks versus dip set and final thoughts. Oh. I'm gonna start with you because I saw you on Instagram and you were really pro Dipset and thought that Dipset had a chance to pull this out. Here we are, the aftermath. What do you think now? Man, it was it was atrocious, man. I mean, um, first of all, first of all, I think that well, I think we know that being that Locks had several years ahead of Dipset, being as far as the group and formulating, Locks already knew each other, you know. The odds and ends, where to pick up, or, or the or the strengths and weaknesses of, of, of all three members. Um, Dipset didn't really flourish until like the early 2000s or whatever. But Locks showed that their their professionalism, like they had to still deal with a lot of the, the arrogance of Dipset. Cause Dipset, I mean, come on, all 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 all, all Harlem cats is real arrogant, man. I, I know that. I got I got Harlem I got Harlem relatives. I got Harlem friends, a bunch of them. So. But arrogant in, a, in a, no arrogant in a good sense though. Don't 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 let me be flashy. Hall of Hall of flashy, man. Yeah, and to me, man, it was just like I'll put it this way, Harlem Harlem has a lot of confidence. So so the thing about it is that it showed to me, number one, is that it looks like Dipset might have had an initial plan prior to stepping up to that stage. But to me, once they saw the certain sequence of songs that the locks put out, it kind of just messed up their whole plan. And not to say that Dipset didn't have a, a backup plan or a C plan, but all of it just didn't matter because the <laughs> Dipset uh, uh, stage performance wasn't good. Nothing was song good. Se- song selection to me wasn't good. And, it, and to me, if Dipset was going to go against a powerful uh, household name such as the locks right. Madison Square Garden, they had to bring Hellwell, Jr. Ryder, and right. Uh, right. every other Nick, Nick and Cranny or somebody that was a part of a Dipset. And for them, for them not not to do that, it just showed that they was unprepared. But it would have been even worse because I think they still would have lost based based upon how the locks put their stuff together. So it would have been three people against a whole rack of other people if Dipset would have brought the affiliates, and it it, it would have looked even worse. But overall, man, it was it was a great, great moment for hip hop, especially to do it in a garden, man. What y'all think? Yeah. 
Yo, I'm gonna tell you like this, Oda. I think you hit the nail on the head for me when I was watching it. One of the main things that stood out is I was like, wow, like, yo, this is professionalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at an all time high. And it made, you know what, maybe, well, these are three things that stood out to me. One was professionalism, the locks is professionalism, or how serious they took this. Two was, I think, strategy. Like, and I think that Jadakiss has proved to everybody that, you know, what strategy is extremely important versus, like, I'm sure. I'd be curious to know, like, that they probably worked with their DJ and was like, when they play this record, I want you to play this record as the the rebuttal. And then the the third one that I think hands down that we all knew going into this was probably the lyricism. The edge of lyricism was always on the lock side. But when I, just to go back to professionalism for a second, you know, it kind of made me think of um, two things. Like, yo, when I used to play competitive sports as a kid, there were times where, you know, like I had, I played on really good teams and we relied on our athleticism and what we had on the team to win but we would lose and we would lose to teams that weren't as good because those other two those other teams were more prepared you know those other teams they had the work ethic they were more in sync they had a plan they had everything lined up and then there were times when i played on a team that wasn't they weren't as good but they would beat the better teams and they would be better teams because the other teams relied solely on athleticism and I think that's what I saw that night, that Dipset thought that they were gonna be able to solely rely on their catalog and being in Harlem and having that, um, being in, in Manhattan and having all that momentum behind them. And you know, High Park, <laughs> what, they didn't, what they didn't count on was that, yo, the locks was gonna come out prepared. There were two narratives that came out of that night that I really, I really think that while those narratives may be true, I try to stay away from them. One was, one narrative was, well, yo, everybody wanted hip hop one. I'm not I'm not one of them dudes who believe in second place trophies. Like yo, we gotta call it what it is, yo. The locks won. Here. The, locks, the locks won. The locks were better. And then I think the second narrative that's come out and has continued to be perpetuated on social media also was that yo, it, yo, it was all about Jada, it's all about Jada, this, that, or whatever. Like, yo, we knew what the locks was coming in to it. Like, I don't want to diminish Styles P or Sheik Luch performance or their role in a group. Like, that's just always been their role in the group. So you know why Jada may have been the spokesperson and got all the memes and all that or whatever? Like to me, Styles P and she actually performed well also. Yeah. You add that to the mix with the professionalism from, from the DJ to, to all three of them, to you know them actually being prepared and rehearsing yeah. and knowing the words to their songs and everything. Like it became very apparent to me that I'm like, okay, Dipset thinks that they're just gonna win on the stream for playing their records. Right and singing over that records and that people are gonna go crazy, and right. I I think that yeah I think that that should be a wake up call for future people who attempt to do it. That you know that yo you gotta bring your A game. Absolutely, and yeah, well, it was yo I I enjoy I enjoyed every every ounce of it because it brought it brought us, it brought us back to how hip hop how you supposed to view hip hop how you supposed mm-hmm. to view MCs collaborating with their DJ see. Just and this is and this is this is you're right. Jada Jada's a Gemini just like you. He planned it out. He sat with the DJ. And they went over all of Dipset songs and knew if they play that, play this. Oh, yes, yep. If they don't play that, play this first. Mm-hmm. And he set up, he set up the Who Shot to freestyle. He set that I seen, I seen it coming like, oh, he's about to kill that. But see, but that's how, but that's a that's a hip hop show. That's what these guys, the Harlem cast, they see that Harlem, 
just like Harlem. They like the they flashy, man. Harlem, is Harlem, <laughs> they like the alley oop, son. They want to throw behind the back and all that, smile at you while they did a layup and all that, son. But I enjoyed it. It's craftsmanship over flashy. Mm-hmm. You know, we already knew what we was gonna get an impeccable lyricism show. And and and, and sure enough, Jada Kid showed up with that. Even with Styles, Styles, I love, I love, I would like for people to hear Styles more. Cause Styles and she is nasty. Yeah. yeah. But but Jada was in rare form, son. He he picked up from when he took over with Fabs. <laughs> He's like, yo, I know how to do this. And he yeah. laid things out, man. And I, I was surprised that Cam. To be honest with you, I thought I thought I would see, I would I, I thought I wouldn't see so much of a, of a rebuttal. Of spitting your own lyrics, and them guys, they were singing over these. Shit. Mm-hmm. That's not a hip hop show. That's not. That's you. You play the instrumental. You know your spot. Yo, you know something though. A lot of these dudes don't be knowing their they lyrics though. That's crazy. A lot of these dudes don't be knowing their lyrics. I, I was, I was a little disappointed at the fact that they started booing Cam though. That, <laughs> that, that to me, I was like, yo, that. That's ridiculous. Like, yo, you can say whatever you want. At the end of the day, it was a great, it was a great show. It was a great show. You know, how you call it? Like, yo, for people to start booing him like that. That to me, I'm like, okay, we could definitely, we definitely could tell we in New York now with this. New York, New York. New York. <laughs> it was like, it was New York, New York is a city you can't slip. You gotta come punch for punch. Dip said they come punch punch for punch. I don't think. I, I just don't think they had. They got joints. I love a lot of their joints, mm-hmm. but there, there's joints that. And I, I think Zane hit it on this on the spot. If they had 40 Cal, they had JR Ryder, they'd have had Hellwell up there. Just just because dip um the locks was going into uh, into their mixtape shit. Yeah, but you know what Dipset fell oh, for? Oh, Dipset got tons of you kidding me? But you know what Dipset fell for? Dipset fell for what most people think. That verse is about playing your hit records. You know, they're like, yo, all right, we got to play whatever we believe are the hit records and whatever the known records are. You're like, those those records, you know, those records, even the ones that they had, like the Hell Riles and the JR Riders and the 40 Cows on, like those records resonate. They resonate, but I don't know if they resonate as, you know, with like the larger audience. Like I was saying this to, um, to my barber the other day because he was like, yo, this shit was epic, this, that, or whatever. I was like, yo, it was epic. But I also feel like, you know, that we're, we, you know, if you're a person who grew up in a tri-state, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, then it was impactful for you because you're like, yo, this shit is nostalgic. This is everything that I knew from the mid-90s to the mid-2000s, this, that, or whatever. But I wonder, like, what was what was the impact of it? You know, numbers aside, like, let's not look at the numbers. Right. What was the impact of it? Like, if I was sitting in the Bay Area watching Versus, like, did it resonate to that magnitude? Because... You think about it, like for us here, like all three of us like music, and I don't know, I watch probably a good, I watch probably half of the E-40 and the two short verses or whatever. Right. I like some of their songs, but that didn't have the type of impact on me that this had. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, it was a moment for us, but was it a moment? A moment? Like really? Like people are, oh, hip hop one. Nah, it was. I, I, think, I think it really was, man, because you have people like Bum B check in. He's in Houston. You had other, other, you know, like Killer Mike, and there were other people that really checked in. This, yo, this was, this was insane. Those, this, are, yo, those are rappers, rappers though, Rob. That, yeah, but I'm just saying, but they, but they respect the craft. They respect yeah. the showmanship. They respect you having a, a plan when you get up there. A red meth, you up there, you know exactly how you gonna come. You know who's gonna spit first. 
who's on spit second. You know exactly when the needle drop, what you're going to do. That's a hip-hop show. Now, on the other hand, these guys are hip-hop celebrities. They were showing you how celebrity rappers are. This, this is how we really act when we around each other. We, we kind of post it up. We chilling. We doing our thing. We, we flamboyant with it. You know what I mean? Even though and that might be coined for Harlem, but that's how the celebrity of, I think, rappers were, were just portrayed that night. Plus, you know what, too, fellas? I think we left out a key element that dip, that Dipset should have had, man. Big shout out to Vado. I wish Vado was out there oh, because oh, yeah. Cameron, Cameron and Vado, like Vado catalog is crazy alone. But when him and Cam linked up on Bosses of Bosses, Bosses mixtapes, I think they did mm-hmm. two, if I'm not mistaken, maybe three. They had a lot of crazy beats on there, a lot of a lot of good hit songs as far as for the streets, but. They also had, yo, they had Jeff Hamilton on stage. They had Jack Dorsey behind them. He was like in the back of the stage. They had, like, they had a lot of big celebrities out there that came out to see them. And you had all the record people up there. But you don't, but yo, you can have whoever on stage. If you ain't got the music, that's what they needed on stage. They needed the but music. Was, and the record was wasn't bad records. They played, they played their good, their good records. Like, yo, to me, Cam, I thought Cam was gonna go on this bag when, when they played Bullet, the joint with him and DMX. Right, three, yeah. Uh, three, five, seven, joint. Like, yo, to me, I, I'm be real. Like, yo, I, I like Cam, but I feel like Cam's trajectory as an MC has declined. Like, when Cam first started, the shit that Cam was out of this world. You know what's crazy? Cam, Cam has had a weird journey. You know what I'm saying? From the beginning, when, when right as Big L passed away, I think his cousin passed away that was rolling with him. And then the whole Mace situation, Mace ends up with Puff, he ends up with Un Rivera. Then that that goes south, and then Mace turns out to be, you know what I'm saying? He was always on the outside looking in. Then yeah. he reaches out to Dane. He gets his foot in Rockefeller, but then that turns sour. Like, he, he's best working for himself. He's best yeah. being an entrepreneur, promoting himself, then linking up with somebody. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's that's what makes it look so odd. And then he's nice on top of that. like. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he, he has a weird trajectory on where he's gotten to. Versus he, Jada and these guys, Jada loves the machine. Yeah. More reasons why I think that should have been Locks versus Dips, uh, Locks versus G Unit, or even Dipset versus G Unit. Or State Property. State Property. Well, now, they're all, now they're all going on a tour now. Son. That's, that's what I was going to say, and I, I think that's good. I definitely think that that's a good, a good look. Like. Yo, as much as as much as coming into this, I'm like, yo, I looked at it and I was a lot of people were like, yo, Dipset, because you thought about like the anthems and the movement that Dipset had. And the locks, to me, the locks has just always been consistent, chugging away. They may not have had that 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 moment or that movement like what Dipset had. And you know what? Here's another way to look at it too. Wait, like, let me, I want to pardon me for for, for interrupt. You know what it is? The locks came at a time. When Puff was very ambitious, Puff know how to put on a show. He's got that's, the experience of being around Mace, around Big. That's, that's that's one element. One twelve, really putting on a stage performance. So they know mm-hmm. how to lay songs out. The the, the whole what's the term? They know how to perform. Yeah, they know how to perform. <laughs> they know how to get out. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, these are the dudes in front of the bodega, son. Yeah. But yo, here's this this is what I was saying though. I think that we, you know, how you call it, like the Dipset had a movement 
and their movement may have seemed bigger than the locks based on the time because dipset was like early 2000 mid 2000 when viral existed like yo you know social media then wasn't what it was now but there was a myspace right. and you know it, it was more fan interaction like direct to consumer online with the internet and stuff like that right but the locks buzz back in the day i remember being in um like high school when the locks came out and hearing them on mixtapes and stuff like that like their buzz was more associated with like grassroots but it's almost like when you start thinking about like people who have been consistent their whole life like they may have never gotten to the point where they where they had like the mega 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 song that was out of this world but they've always consistently been there and people have always looked for their product that's not to say that people won't look for the dipset product but i think that dipset again like they're they're their music was probably more so encapsulated in that moment. Like, yo, yeah. this is a moment, this is our time, this is our movement. And that's not to take anything away from them because, yo, they did make good music, you know, and they do make good music. And the evolution of Jimmy as a rapper over the years yeah. has been amazing. Like, Jimmy's grown from somebody who couldn't even be on beat to now arguably maybe yo, the he's, rapper. He's still just making an album almost every other week. He's either doing it with someone or he's linking, he's doing shit by himself. Yeah, and I have genuine concern for Jewels though. Something seems off. <laughs> yeah, Something I think seems... they all was off though. I think I think because you gotta you gotta figure too, man. We all know the devices that people use in um you know the music industry or just the industry as far as any part of entertainment. But I just think them dudes is just too high, man. I think locks 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 might have been <laughs> high too or drinking, but. It just looked like Dipset was just too sedated, and they was just going off of like Santana. Uh, Santana needs some work. He needs some more songs. He, yeah, he, man. Jimmy, Jimmy is outworking him. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, Jimmy's outworking a lot of people, man. Jimmy's outworking a lot of people right now. But putting out some good, some decent mm-hmm. stuff. I ain't even going front. Yeah, I'm, 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 I got all. I'm listening to all his shit. Yeah, you know yeah. Turn on Confessions of Fire, Cam's first album, and listen to me, my moms, and Jimmy, and listen to Jim Jones rapping on that, where he can't even stay on beat. And then turn on El Papo. Jenny was saying something. Jenny said, that was what Jenny he could rhyme. Yeah. Yo, so the evolution of him is awesome. I mean, at the end of the day, like, yo, it was it was definitely a good versus. But like I said, like, the two narratives that I'm like, that I seen the next morning, are like, nah, it's a, like let's let's be real. Like the locks won. We I don't want to. It's like when you don't want to tell somebody they lost. No, Period. it's like you lost. The locks won. You know how you call it. And again, like I don't want to diminish for style and chic. And that DJ brought to the table. Like to me, Zane hit the nail on the head with that. Like the professionalism. That was well choreographed, well executed. Like that just fired on all cylinders for them. Like you know that shit went so good for them. I'm like yo, did Phil Jackson drop the play for them? Before the weather, like somebody, yo, somebody wrote it down. Yo, son, go left. Yo, that's it. Yeah. Man, on to other news. Did y'all see Kyrie Irving currently, currently in the news where he outed or went off on Nike? Telling Nike that he's not supporting the um the new Kyrie Eights, he's not feeling the new Kyrie Eights, um, and this got me wondering two things. Like one, I looked at the shoe and I'm like, the shoe has the same silhouette that it's had for years, you know, like here and there they made a, a couple of different changes to it, but for the same for for the most part, the shoe is the same silhouette. But I, I you know, it got me thinking like, if an athlete or if anybody, if you endorse a product, if you sign a contract to endorse a product should the company 
be able to put out the product without your final approval of what the product is? What do you think about that, Rob? Well, if, if, if it's all contractually obligated, it's what's in the contract. I mean, if, if does this, is this input needed? If it's not, then, you know, we can go forward without, without having this input. I think he, because he's been involved in all other, all other seven of the, the shoes he's been in prior, why, why, why wouldn't you have him be involved in this one? And, you know, for Nike to go out and do it, they're going to put out the shoe any goddamn way. They got a thousand, they got a million of them shits made. Sorry, brother. Um, but, you know, the, the, these situations give athletes a little empowerment. You know what I mean? They, they want to feel like they're, they're inclusive in the design and in the idea and the direction. I mean, I feel Kyrie in that sense. I would like, I would like to be a part of the, the think tank of my own shoe. If my name is on it, you know what I mean? It's, it's representing me. It's representing my gameplay. It, it makes me wonder, like, um, Rob, it makes me wonder exactly what you said. Like, how much of the contract says anything about creative control? Like, does the contract just say, because for all you know, the contract may say, like, we pay you X amount of dollars, we design the shoe, you test the shoe, you're responsible for wearing the shoe, you know, or does he have creative control, creative say-so in it? Because at the end of the day, Nike would want him to like the shoe because they're going to want him to wear it, right? Yeah, it will, I will hope so. But some, you know, this he, he signed he signed in 2011, but they didn't launch until three years after that. So yeah. it took three years to, to develop a contract where you can agree on how you're gonna put out a shoe, and then he's been involved in all seven of the prior shoes. So I wonder if he had involvement in this one. Like I'm sure he had some type of involvement. Maybe he when he, he, had, he had, he said he has no, he had no nothing, mm. nothing to do with this one. That's wow. why you don't like it. Wow. What do you think, Zay? I think this is the same as uh, Rob said. I'm sure you, you'll agree too, Shannon, is that whether you got your first name or your first and last name a part of a shoe, that shoe is a reflection of you. And that's something that can't be erased. So even if you put out some, the Kyrie Irving, the Duck the Ducks, and whether those joints look real well or they just look like some garbage and it's not uh design safely for a high performance shoe mm -hmm. uh, you might have okay prime example not to get too off of that but look at the situation that happened with zion williamson them shoes were defective and if you cut at a certain angle or whatever but you know zion is a certain weight and if you, if you cut a certain way or whatever you pivot Boy, a certain right? way, that, that shoe can rip if it's not properly designed to take that force or, or magnitude of of, of, of weight Kyrie Irving, um, being that he's such a woke person, he speaks a lot of good stuff. You would think that he would want to incorporate himself more into the intricate details as far as the contract is, is concerned. And I can't really uh, just blame Kyrie. I'll have to blame his manager or his uh, financial advisor because, you know, or, or agent, whomever. Like the person that's giving him advice to make the proper, the proper moves because at the end of the day, man, it's like it, 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 it shouldn't be where you have uh, a multi-billion dollar company such as Nike, like a Fortune 100 company that is going to give you a contract and you don't know or you don't have the proper input as far as to put out the design or whatever it's going to be. So, um, I mean, I'll tell you what. Um, how, much, how much creative control did he have? first and then 
if he had and then if, if he had any he should have been had that from the from, from the get-go when they when they when they made the first shoe and well, for the duration of his contract and then based upon how the scalability of, of, of how the shoe does he could always you know renegotiate well, but well, the thing, they, they paying this man nike paying this man 11 million dollars a well, year let me, let me ask you this though let me ask both of you do this you know like you're an athlete you come out of college or you come out of high school whatever it is and you're offered from by nike adidas Whoever it is, they tell you, you know, we're gonna give you five, six million dollars a year, and we're gonna develop a signature shoe and put your name on it. You know, is the first thing that's gonna come across your mind that, yo, I have to be, I have to have 100% creative control in the design or the architect of the shoe, or are you gonna be like, yo, I'm gonna have my name on a shoe? It's gonna be my signature shoe. Like, do we? What, what do you guys think? What would I would, you think, my, I would be honest. With you, my response would be, my response would be, I'm gonna have my own shoe. Oh, okay. and you gonna pay me five or six million dollars? Okay, because the process for them to even do their shoes, that's why it takes so long, Robert, take a couple of years. They go to Portland, they go to like the Nike lab and they, you know, they fit them and all that and they show them prototypes and all that stuff. And they ask them like, yo, what, what are your favorite shoes that you used to like before? And all that stuff and all of that stuff gets incorporated into the process. But I'm gonna be real with you. Like, yo, they could have gave me the Shanantanantanants and pay me seven dollars a year if it was a well-crafted shoe which we know nike is going to make a well-crafted shoe it's not going to be um one of them one of the off-brand joints or whatever you know high caller like yo paul george got ugly shoes uh how you call it the greek freak his shoes look kind of ugly there's a lot of dudes rolling around yo, the greek freak the greek freak joints called smoothies you know how you call it so I don't, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if I'm trying to get to the point. Of, I don't know if I'm gonna yeah, be able to hold on. Let me check the contract for creative control or whatever before I sign it. I mean, but at least, I, at, least I, have I, a, at least have a decent percentage in that because this this ain't the regular the regular uh, basketball athlete. This is Kyrie Irving we're talking about. I, the regular, I, I, the regular I, I, basketball I, I, athlete. Yo, I'm but that, you know what makes it the regular? Basketball athlete, but the regular bad basketball athletes ain't, ain't getting their own shoe. They not. So how you call it? So the people who get shoes, they nobody nobody ever made a, a, a how you call it a, a freaking a shoe for a Frank Frank Nidalekina. The Frank Nidalekina. <laughs> 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 I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, as far as for as far as for ever since the 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 the, the, the time frame of athletes that came out. Kyrie is an exceptional player compared to other athletes that probably is way less talented than him, but has probably greater creative but, control as far as with their yeah, with their brain. But here's the here's the thing though. Here's the thing. As if you look at an even playing field, you're not getting a you're not getting a shoe deal unless you're considered an exceptional athlete. That's yeah. one. And then with Nike, Nike is a machine, bro. Nike is not it's Nike is not like you come to them and be like, yo, uh, this is this is what I want, this that or whatever. Because Nike can easily be like, yo, we'd love to have you, but hey, Take it you know, we moving on to the next person now. You see a dude like High Caller, think about it this way. The flip side of it is you have a dude like Steph Curry, who probably got that from Under Armour. And Under Armour put some, yo, they had made some joints that look like lawnmower, um, Nike, <laughs> more walkers, and he was rocking them. And he got clowned for them, but he had, he had ownership and creative control in it because I think he told them, pay me like a piece of the company or something like that. So, to your point, so to your point, yeah. Shot, if I were, if, if Puma, I'm gonna put this in the air. Puma came to me, say, yo, ma, yo, master, we got a Puma for you. And we gonna we want you to sponsor this Puma. We 
seven million. And I'm a, I'm a ask. Creative design in there? Can I throw my own? Can I put my no that's idea? What I, that's what I'm saying. Even 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 if it's ten percent, even if you know if it's like come to colorway, I would want yeah. some sort of damn. I, I did that. My little signature on it. That's just me. you um high call it. So you don't think that ten percent? You don't think he got ten percent? Cause he here's the funny shit. Cause he's saying he had no involvement, but the shoe looked exactly the same as the other shoe. So how did he have no? So he had no involvement for shoot one through six. Is it probably, he, he, probably, he probably wanted to go in a different direction, and they did, and they probably didn't want to go through. This is like this is the machine. They didn't probably want to go through the material change for to, to, to change up the sneaker. He might not have wanted that claw. He might have wanted all leather. So yo, so 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 here you go. All his shoes been this clawy feeling. So here it says so to juxtapose that Rob. So they said you know what, master. The Air No Ideas Originals can't, we got seven million for you, but our design team is gonna take care of it. So no, you gotta roll with it. What you gonna, you gonna say, yo, I'm gonna take the seven million dollar shoe deal, or I'm gonna go to someplace else where they gonna give me two million and they gonna give me 50% creative control. I'm going two million, 50% control. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yo, you know why I'm not? Cause I like sneakers, I don't know how to design them. I'm that, y'all. I'd rather hey, 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 but y'all know, y'all know, so something must have happened because now uh, Kyrie Irving doubled down on his words. You know, know what happened? What? And, and none of the news about it is in is in is on the internet. It's hard to find. Yeah. No, you know what? You know what happened? Kyrie Irving is just being Kyrie Irving. That's just it. Like, yo, Kyrie Irving, yo, you gonna get to a pissing contest with Nike. Kyrie Irving, yo, Nike need to tell Kyrie Irving, yo, check this out. I don't know how many shoes he's selling, but they need to say, yo, check this out. We gonna, um, how you call it? I think Lee Ning. We gonna release you. You can get you some air Lee Nings. <laughs> you know, whatever. Or you can sign with Dwayne Wade and you can have 100% creative control. Rock whatever, you, rock whatever you want. Like, I just don't, yo, I could see, honestly, if the shoe was something completely different, from what his previous shoes, I, I, he, to me, he would have a legitimate argument. I'd be like, yo, come on, why y'all gonna do this man this way? Or whatever, you making this for him, knowing that all his other shoes had this going on or whatever so, it is. So, so prime, prime, prime example, fellas, uh, uh, people that's listening, we talked about this before we aired, right? I purchased these for my daughter and she ain't even like them. This was last year. She wore them one time, and never wore them again. Are they purposely two different shoes like that? Yeah, they they yeah. the what they the what does. But they, yo, but here's the thing or whatever, like yo, I own a pair of Kyrie's. I own the Kyrie ones, and the Kyrie ones look exactly the same way. The soul, the same like Yeah, like yeah. the it's the same silhouette. It's literally yeah. like the same silhouette, the same shoe from year to year. The only drastic change they had, honestly, is from one Kyrie ones look just like those. Kyrie two had the fly strap that went across the shoe. Or whatever, and then they went it back to those. And the only reason why they went to the fly strap across the shoe, honestly, is because what these manufacturers have realized now is that yo, you need a performance shoe. The the um they need shoes that perform, but they also need shoes that people can wear for nightlife. So it's no longer about you know back in the days we would get like the um the the solo force or the solo flights air flight both joints that had ankle support or whatever. There was a time where it was taboo to play ball in low cut sneakers, but now bad dudes working in low cut sneakers because they want to go for yo. This is you know you could go from the court to the nightlife with it, you That's know. Right. So 
Kyrie's or whatever, the joints that he complaining about, they not horrible looking. You know, he could get into an argument over principle with them. I get that. Like, you know, everybody has a right to argue over their principles. You know, and if he all of a sudden want to renegotiate his deal and get creative control. Right. But at the end of the day, like, yo, you know, my sense around it is like, if it was me, would I like to have say so in the design of my shoe? And for them to come to me and be like, yo, you feeling these or not? Yes. But if they was paying me 10 or 12 million or seven, eight million or whatever, and they came with the shoe and the shoe looked comparable to the last shoe, I'll be like, yo, I'm cool with it, <laughs> whatever. Cause the reality of it, yo, we as much as we all like Jordan, some of them Jordans is ugly as shit. We know that. You're right. You are absolutely right, son. Some of them Jordans. I like all Jordans. And where we at? We at Jordan 46 now, son. How you still got sneakers? Yeah, some of them Jordans, some of them Jordans is ugly as hell. And at this point, you think they're going to Michael Jordan with every shoe and like, yo, Mike. The biggest seller person on your mic. What you think of these? You feeling these? I don't know. They just stamping his name and logo on it. Like, yo, crank them out. Even over, son. That's it. So, yeah, good thing. A side note, one person, one basketball player that I just never agree with none of their shoes is Carmelo Anthony. We joined his look. I, I never no, liked you, you, had, you had heat for him. <laughs> he had one pair. He, he, he was a he was a jump man. Yeah, yeah. Jordan brand. Yo, and yo, on another note, it's funny you say that, Zane, because yo, you from when we had that episode or whatever. Now I seen some of like the female softball shit in the Olympics. <laughs> you did. Now, and yo, yo, I saw and yo, Zane. I swear to God, because of you, I looked and I was like, yo, who make who's making their uniforms? Because he said that, that made me really be like, yo, who's making that? Um, Mizuno. Mizuno, okay. Mizuno, Mizuno. Mizuno makes that, you know, but only because he said that before previous, prior to that, I had no desire yeah, to see who's making that. But I thought it was there, I was like, yo, let me see who's making these uniforms. I looked, I was like, oh shit, that's Mizuno. Tell me, man, Jordan, Jordan coming for the, for that softball <laughs> stuff too, man. He, well, he missed, his, he missed his mark with the Olympics. <laughs> yo, imagine, yo, imagine the press he would have got. Did y'all hear about the Mexican softball team that threw their uniforms in the trash? Nah. Yeah, the, the, yeah, threw their uniforms in the trash. So he would have caught some press off of that, some public relations. Like, all the time. They, I guess, probably trying to. Um, I think they was trying to protest, protest something. Yeah, in yeah. protest. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. Sheesh. Now here's a person that clearly probably they have 100% creative control. <laughs> is now a billionaire, boy. Yo, makeup yeah. Savage and Fenty. Yeah. It's crazy that y'all be the first person to, to, to say it. I remember Rihanna and Tiara Marie came out at the same time. And I think Rihanna had, um, what is it, Pond the Replay and Tiara Marie had her song. And I remember saying to people like, I really like the Tiara Marie song better. Now Tiara Maria is only impressed because 50 Cent keeps suing her. <laughs> <laughs> and Rihanna's a billionaire. Yo, boy, did I have that one wrong. Damn. Oh my gosh, man. Yo, but that's, uh, yo, I took my cap to That's amazing. A major yeah. okay, The second wealthiest female in, 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 woman, in uh, woman entertainer. Mm -hmm. This girl is a, a, a mogul, man. 1.7 billion. Yo. You know what that speaks to? That's just the cosmetic line. Women, man. Women are support women, man. You got good products, women will come out and they will give you every last dime. I don't care what it is. It could be shampoo, it could be soap, it could be bras, it could be panties, it could be t-shirts, tank tops. Yo, that makeup industry is heavy because didn't that makeup should make Kylie a billionaire too? No, son. Kylie yeah. and, and um, um, 
Kim Kardashian. And the thing about it, they're they're large conglomerates like Mac Cosmetics that are out there, and they're running neck and neck with these with the with the upper 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 get that out, son. But um, yo, and she's running neck and neck with Mac, Lagerfeld, all of these guys, man, and she. She's doing a thing, man. Shout out to Riri, man. And y'all, y'all wonder why why that new Riri album ain't dropped yet. So like, she ain't make an album in five years. She don't need to make an album. Yeah, Z, what you was gonna say? Yeah, big big shout out to Rihanna. Yeah, she's competing like y'all said. She's competing with uh, Kim Kardashian, uh, Jessica Alba, Kylie Jenner, yeah. and also Lady Gaga. Um, she also uh is is in business too. Uh, thirty percent partnership, majority owners. LVMH, you know, LVMH that's owns big. Like, that's a ton of Yeah, that's companies. big. You know, and uh, she also has a her, her perfume line too. You know what I'm saying? And then, so it, 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 it's, it's just, you know, crazy how she's doing it. You know, her, 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 her deal with Puma. So yeah, man, I mean, uh, in the next five or so years, it's going to be probably triple that, if not more. And she, the, what, she's the, a good face for, for black female oh, yeah. entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And she also, the the key component, one of the major key components is that she, that, that, that cosmetic line is for all shades of women. You know, yes, it's not just are. one, it's not just one, you know, uh, you know, uh, demographic. You're so dark. I, I, I kick my hat off to her, man. Like Rihanna's doing her thing. And like Shy said that, that R9, she's not, she's not, you know, uh, uh, pushing that out, you know, to make that primary, but I heard it's gonna be a reggae album, so that's gonna be huge. Be dope. No yeah. telling, like who's gonna be on that. You might get some Buju, you might get some Vibe Cartel, whatever. You know? Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. it's just good though. It's good to see to see the level that she's at, because for so many years, I think she also was kind of like in Beyonce's shadow. <laughs> you know, I think so a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's probably why she stepped out into the entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. To get away from music and, and being typecast and all that type of stuff, man. It gives a little free, a little creative freedom too, son. Yeah. But to me, man, yo, I, 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 I like, I love Beyonce's music and I love Rihanna's, but to me, I always like Rihanna's music more. It just seemed like it's more diverse to me. Like when she made Don, uh, uh, Shine Like a Diamond and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. it just seems like her music touches more of a wider audience. I might be wrong, but it just seemed like her stuff is more universal. Don't get me wrong, oh, Beyonce right. oh, a lot of music, got a crazy man. catalog too, but yeah. I listen to more Rihanna music yeah. than Beyonce. I see what you I see what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I yeah, I think that's I think it's accurate. That's fair to say. Like you know, it's almost like that um Beyonce predominantly makes music for you know, for women of color and women of color embrace it, but I think Rihanna's like cross genres. You know, like Rihanna, like you said, you have a shine, shine bright like a diamond, and she, you know, she has those songs that I think that probably they will, when people look back, like down the road, it probably be like one of them songs that it just it plays in any room. I guess that's the way to say it. Like it plays, it plays in any room. Beyonce plays in any room too, but I, I, there is something there. I think you're right, Zane. There is an element there about Rihanna that she she kind of transcends. It's almost like her music. You know what? You know what it may be. Her music kind of has like. Like like um like that calypso vibe to it, and not yeah, to sound tempo. not, not to sound funny, not to sound funny or whatever. Like, but yo 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 go to the islands or whatever. <laughs> yo calypso, 
transcends any race. Like, yo, people are like, oh, it's like high school. Like, yo, she she's on that wave. She'll she'll never because there there are very few artists that'll ever reach the magnitude of Bob. But high yeah. like, yo, Bob has transcended to Bob plays in any room with any crowd. And Rihanna, I think. Where she may she, she may not ever reach that, but Rihanna could she could get in any room. Like you could be in the hood and listen to Rihanna, yeah. or you could be you know how you call it in the island with the people who get their you know they don't braid their hair, but they get their hair braided to go to the island and they listening they listening to Riri. So yeah, Z, I, I, I feel it's you. Not, on that it's not no fellas. What's that? What's that big song she had with DJ Khaled? Not what last year or whatever on the Khaled was it on the Khaled album. Remember that that, um, that island song she had? That was big. I forgot Wild it thoughts. was her. Wild Thoughts? Wild Thoughts. Wild Thoughts. That was a big song. Yeah, she had Wild Thoughts. Yeah. Yo, so today signified the release of Nas's King Disease 2. Feeling yeah. it or nah? What, you, what, are you, what are you guys' thoughts on it? Well, Sorry, first, before you give your thoughts, let me say this or whatever. Like, yo, this is a this is like a really quick turnaround for Nas, because you know for Nas. You get a high call. You may get one every three or four years from now. Yeah. So this is, I, I was thinking, like, I wonder if the Grammy lit a fire under him, but I don't think it was a Grammy. I think it was something else that got him in record mode now. Yeah, Rob. I think, I think he's, Nas is, Nas has come full circle. He's a little bit more mature, and he doesn't, before, you know, Nas wouldn't do interviews. He wouldn't talk. He wouldn't. He wouldn't elaborate about anything. This album, I kind of felt like it grew on me. It's growing on me, but I like a lot of songs because it sounds like Nas is feel like he's opening up a little bit more. He's not he's not being in the shadows of his past or the shit he's been through or gone through. I mean, you listen to his joint, Nobody with Lauren Hill, which is my favorite joint. That right there is encapsulates an MC and I love that song so much. Now I, I, I played like thirty times in it. <laughs> See, minute Nas is not uh, that's that. If if you need any further proof that Lauren Hill is the best female rapper of all time, listen to that. Listen yeah, to that. She... Listen, listen to that closely, man. There's some jewels. And then, then the album, the project itself, Pressure, Death Row, Rare Moment, Street Store Run, the EPMD joint. I love all of them. Might be the, 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 the Charlie Wilson shit I can do with <laughs> Yo, yeah. I got Charlie Wilson. When you said Charlie Wilson, I got that down as the. Uh, I took notes on it. I got Charlie, um, the Charlie Wilson joint. Not a fan of it. Like I think he tried to recapture the magic from the first King Disease. Yeah, you know I'm just. I just didn't Charlie, think that was a Charlie's yeah. voice. I'm done with Charlie's voice right about. Now. I like I like Charlie Wilson. Not and I like, I like him him. on that song. Like. Nah, to, yeah. To, to me, overall as a project, I thought it was a good project. That like to, the song I I like the least is the Charlie Wilson joint. Yes, there sir. Other songs on it that I listen to, I'm like these are enjoyable, and there's other songs that I listen to, like these are my standouts. The joint that I find that I really like is I like the um the Death Row East joint. Yes, sir. Yeah. I like that. Um, I like Forty Side joint, and I like you know I like Forty Side. I like the 40 side joint because I like I like the fact that Nas now has realized like yo you have to flow. You have to switch up your flow. So now on the 40 side joint, he's doing a different flow. Yeah. Um, the EPMD joint. Yeah. I love the original. The second one I like also, 
Eminem, Eminem destroyed that shit too. Yeah, I was gonna say I listen. You know what? I, I listen to these records, and I also listen to like the um the production aspect and the recording aspect or whatever. And I love the I love that song, but how you call it? Like the mix of that song, they could have did better with. Like the, if you guys go back and listen to it, the mix of that song is just like it's just it's that shit is all over. Choppy, it's a little chopped up. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I was like, yeah. but Eminem did Eminem did murder that verse. That was a hell of a verse by Eminem. Um, Rare, yes, it was sir. an enjoyable song to me. I was I was like, uh, okay, I like I like when the beat switches up better than the original. Right. Um, yeah. YKTV with a boogie. You know, I like that. I like, I like, I like, you know why I like that? I like that because that's, that's what I've been waiting for from Nas. That, even though I didn't care for Spicy so much over the, off the last album, but I think Nas needs to embrace, <laughs> Nas needs to embrace these newer, younger artists and, and be willing to collaborate with them and take risks like that. And I think that's what Hit Boy has got him doing, to actually be open yeah. to doing some of these collaborations. The um, store run, I like that sample. Like that sample. Uh, uh, moments. Moments by shit. Moments I like, it's enjoyable, but Moments to me feels like a song that I've heard Nas do so many times. Like, you know, I don't know if you guys remember when Nas did the joint with Chris Michelle. Um Yeah, yeah, it comes a day in your life. Yeah, which was hard, that's hard, yeah. But it's just like, it, to me, I'm like, all right, this is a song that you've done a so couple of times already. Hey, yo, Shah, real, real quick though, that song he did with Chris, uh, with, with uh, her, that's like a Christmas feel type song. To me. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's the old Matt Cole jingle. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, nobody. Lauren Hill. We already talked about that. Um, no phony love. Nah, that's not it. Um, brunch. brunch to me is. I love like, oh, Sunday brunch is cool, son. I like that. To me, I'm like it's an enjoyable song. It didn't really move the needle for me per se. I'm like, okay, this is enjoyable. I like Um Count me in. I got down is enjoyable. Also, like okay, it's a good song. Yeah, Didn't really yeah. move the needle. Um, composure, I like. Composure surprised me. I was surprised that Hit Boy was able to put together that good of a run. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like hit, yeah. Composure is the joint with Hit Boy rhyming first. I, I, I was like, yo, that's Hit Boy. Nice song, right? Nah, nah. It's more after that. It's then after oh, that's my Bible. And then afterwards, um, Nas is good. I put enjoy also. You know, like so I think that what I see the project. With, yeah, what I see happening with Nas though is I think that Nas is definitely realizing that, you know, as times change, you gotta work with these younger dudes. Think about his last two albums. Yeah, Dirk, um, how you call it, Anderson Pack, Fabio Foreign, um, how you call it. Uh, 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 this kid, the kid Blast, yeah. um, Big Sean, like yo, he's you know, all, well, all this stuff, is them, but yeah, like understanding, like yo, you have to, you have to embrace these newer artists. And then the other thing, I what I see is Nas is I think that Nas is actually finally starting to get to a point where he's trying to make music for other people instead of only music for himself. Yo, yeah, a lot of key to Yonkers, yo, they got a key to the city today. Damn. Yeah, so I, I um shout out to the lot. Yeah, I um I high call. I remember we talked about this before, and I was saying I think Zane, you were saying something like about a firm project or something like that. Yo, if you catch Nas got a line in one of these songs where he says something like, "Yo, the greatest creation I ever had outside of my kids is boundaries." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I told you that, like, yo, he. I've watched yo for years, like, yo, dude has got real good at how you call it, like, yo, tagging, win, but then I yeah. 
kind of thing. Yeah, or whatever. You know. So, what are your thoughts on that one, baby? I think overall it was a it was a solid album, but I think with that album, uh, it's more. It still has to grow on me. Like, now, give me. I, I, I like the album. Like same thing with King's Disease. Like even though I'm like one of the biggest Nas fans, it <laughs> took me a while for that for the even the King's Disease one to grow on me. But I think with this particular album, he's he's still like y'all said, experimenting with sounds, trying to trying to like like you said, shop make music more for others and not himself. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the I think the core like the real Stone Cold Nas fans like us three are we still waiting for that Primo uh, produced album or even Alchemist or Lost Professor. But Nas Nas did a good job of balancing out. He made it he made it he made a mature album that can still go old school, new school, and in between. So it can it can it can capture the the 80s. It can capture the the, the the 90s and the you know the uh you know the uh, new generation, but overall, like I definitely agree that that Charlie Wilson joint was like a force. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would have loved to hear like even if it would have been like Donnell Jones or another yeah. Anthony Hampton track, something yeah. like that, or maybe even or, um, or, or Bruno Mars. Or, I mean, somebody yeah. somebody different. But you know something? Yeah. You know why I went to that? Because I don't know how y'all felt, but your people, a lot of people love Car 85. Oh, yeah, no, I, I love that. But no, no, but I'm saying this time when he did it, he could have left that joint alone. Like, hit voice was told like, nah, nah, nah. Because you know, because you know, like, every time when artists make these albums, they have a big catalog of songs that make it and a whole bunch of songs that don't make it. He yeah. could have, whatever song that, or songs that he had that didn't make it, Hit boy should have told him like, nah, nah. Supplement that. Okay, it was good with Charlie Wilson the first King Disease, but <laughs> do something else, man. Like, and and, yep. and to me, the one thing that the big difference between Nas and Jay, I respect them both. They in my top ten. Is that when Jay does a, a song with an R&B feature, it's more of a feel good, more to dance to, more kind of like commercialized. And Jay can put yeah. it when Nas do it. It's like okay, if y'all if y'all if you're in the club dancing or whatever with a chick, Nas R&B drink, come on, you gotta be like, you gotta sit down at the bar and be like, damn. <laughs> yo, you know why? You know why? Probably because yo, when he did a beat joint, he get flamed for it like that. You owe me joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. I'm like, oh man, that, that's like one of my worst. Yeah. <laughs> one of the worst songs we ever made. I don't like that. I don't like the joint he got with Aaliyah either. Remember the joint Aaliyah? You won't see me tonight. Yeah. I like that joint. That joint was. I, I like that joint. I ain't gonna front. I like that joint. No, I don't like. I, but I'm. I'm biased because honestly, I don't like blatant commercial attempts. Like I don't like when people. You like. All right. You clearly you wanted to make this song to get on the radio. Like to me, some of the best radio radio records are records that people recorded. And the radio embraced it, picked it up, and was like, yo, all right, we're going to make this. Radio made it a radio record. Not that you set out and tried to be formulaic and was like, I need one. Yo, Nas the radio. biggest joints that he made, song, like, I don't hear Car, I don't hear car 85 in, the, in, 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 like, in the clubs or, well, nah. not clubs, it's pandemic, but I, nah. could, I couldn't picture that, I couldn't picture that jam in the club, but I think one of Nas' best songs he did with an R&B feature was Mary J. Blige's, uh, the love song, uh, love is over. Yeah, and maybe like some other joint he did with somebody else, but 
to me, that was like his biggest R and B feature. He don't really have club records. I mean, he got "Hate Me Now," um, Nas is like, uh, you got "Hate Me Now," Nas is like, "If I Rule the World," you know, like. But he's not. He's not oh, no, 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 Lauren Hill. That's it. Pick with Lauren Hill. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, no, that that's the biggest one, bro. You're right. If I mm-hmm. Rule the World. No, but the second one, Shia, what you said with uh the the the, the, the Christmas type feel song. That that that's that's one of his. I, I think that's probably his best. Besides, well, he got, he got, he got some nice joints. Got some tight joints for Amy Winehouse too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like Cherry Wine. I like Cherry um, Wine. Cherry Wine. Cherry nice. Wine. Cherry Wine. I forgot about that. Yeah, Cherry Wine is nice. So overall, like, I, and I, I I think what you're saying is true, Zane. Like, I listened to it already. I listened to it two times, but it's mm. something like that. You know, like you, you have to sit with these albums. You know, yeah, like I, yeah. I always bug when people hear an album one time and dub it a classic. I'm like, yo, how could it be a classic? You yeah. know, like you gotta, you gotta sit with it. I listened to it two times, and the first time I listened to it, I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is a decent project. The second time I listened, I was like, okay, I see what he's going for with it. You know, but no, it, no, it, there's some that have, have to grow on me. Like that, like I said, like there are songs to me I listen to, and I listen to, I'm like, all right, this is an enjoyable song, but it doesn't move the needle for me. And I'm sure both of y'all, you've heard records like that before. That's right. Like, this is cool. You yeah. know, but you don't, it, it doesn't wow you and knock you out of your seat. Like, oh, this shit is dope. <laughs> you know, so. It doesn't, certain it, 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 songs gotta have the rewind factor. That's what nobody yeah. did for me. That was an instant rewind. Mm-hmm. I wanted Here's to hear that. Death Row East, to me, did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was so many gems in there, man. Talking yeah. about the pop stuff, yeah. But the only thing about that, also, even with that song, when I was listening to it, I like, I like I like the beat. I like the the fact that Hit Boy got Nas rhyming on beats that previously he probably wouldn't have rhymed on. But I also was like, yo, that story, that's that story's been told. Like Nas has told that story before too. Snoop has told it. So many different people have told that story also. So it made sense, I think, for him to put it on, to put it on wax. You know what's one critique that I have for Nas that I think that he needs to do less of? Like I don't know if he is I don't know if he's a person who is um uncomfortable with quietness. But you, if you notice, you listen to them songs, all those songs at the end, he feel compelled to talk on, or if he don't have a, instead of a bridge, he'll start talking before the hook come in and all that right, shit. That's why I thought this was a, mature, a much more mature album because he doesn't, he doesn't open up. He's very, he's very, he's very secluded, he's very personal. And you got, you, he's mysterious. You gotta, you gotta read between the lines when you listen to Nas a lot. Yeah, I just think that high caller, like, you know, like, I want to hear you, I want to hear you rap. I don't want to hear you talking in the middle, like, yo, you got the beat is flowing, the shit going, and then all of a sudden you bust out and be like, yeah, I'm going to tell you a story. It's me and Pac, this, this, that, that. I'm like, yo, bro, you could have just put that, you could have put that in the rap. You're married. No, 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 stand before a book. Stand before a book. Yeah, or make a bridge, like, yo, make a bridge, yo. I tell you, yo, this don't sound bug to you. One of the best written songs and, and I say best written, but not written from a, a point of lyricism, but best written is, I don't know if you guys ever heard Wiz Khalifa, I Roll Up. Remember that song? I Roll Up. It's, it's oh, a yeah. Yo, that song is produced by a producer named Stargate. And that song, Wiz Khalifa is rapping. He raps 12 bars. After he raps those 12 bars, four bars, he proceeds to put a bridge. And then he has a hook afterwards. And then afterward, he rhymes again. Then there's a hook, there's a bridge, there's, it's melodic. Right. Like, yo, and people are good rappers, but they're not great songwriters. Like, yo, if you want, 
if you want to take the next level and transcend to being a, a songwriter, like listen to some of these dudes. That's what this generation honestly has over our generation. Like they understand yeah. melodies a lot better and they understand the concept of, yo, okay, we need a bridge. We need this, that or whatever. Like they have a song, you got a fire ass verse. Arrangement, yeah, you have a fire ass verse, but then you want to start talking like, yeah, yo, the bars is crazy. Like, yo, this dude's spitting and next thing you break out. Yo, uh, 1988, I was down, I was in the back of the project building and you know lisa lee burnt me but going back and then the hook come in you like yo it's like yo that's what that's what, that's what, that's what b did set arrangement man i think that's the one main thing when you have don't get me wrong hit boy did great on king's disease one he did good on this one but i think shanon you definitely hit the nail on the uh because what it is is that Say if it was an all-produced album that DJ Premier put out, DJ Premier wouldn't allow Nas to play himself and do that. Now, this boy, no, 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 because DJ Premier is more of a seasoned veteran. Hit Boy is a Nas fan that's saying, okay, he's probably still coaching Nas on certain things that he might have left out or should have added in. Giving him ultimate respect. Hit Boy has such a crazy catalog and intuition as far as the overall sound. Like, he's like, okay, put it this way. The two artists, the two producers that would have not let Nas do what you just said, to me, is Dr. Dre and DJ Permit. Cause they 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 they're sonically too in tune to even let Nas do something like that. They would have said, Nah, Nas, you know, doing too much, cut that out. Let's do some or edits. They would, or they would have said, Yo, how this gonna play on the radio? Or how this gonna play in the club? Right. You just bust right. out. Motherfuckers is dancing, and you go into a sermon. <laughs> right, right. Yo, but yo, to, to to speak about like him with a DJ Premier album, like as a fan of DJ Premier and a fan of Nas. I, yeah, I would, what I like to hear, yes, when I, but, but how you call it, like, I don't know if I would want to hear an entire joint. I would honestly, and if this is us just trying to, yeah, let's be real. It's going to sound like a gangster with Nas. Yo, let's, uh, just, let's be honest, yo, we just trying to recapture the magic of Illmatic when we start talking about, yo, him making these albums with all these, all these people. Like, I don't want to, honestly, I don't want to hear, yo, I don't want to hear Nas next album to me. If, if, if it's all, if everything is all Hit Boy produced, it gotta be out of this world. Like, you know, it's like, to me, it's like, it's exhausting the sound or whatever. Like, I don't need you to be Michael Jackson and him to be Barry Gordy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I, need, I need you to hype call it. Like, part of his transition should be, yo, all right, now you done went out and you saw that everything, not, like, cause Nas is very much like, yo, okay, it's all Salam Remy. Okay, it's all Crack Masters. Okay, now it's all him. Okay, it's all Kanye. Like, nah, man. Like, yo, go out. And that's one of the biggest criticisms criticisms that he has that he doesn't know how to pick beats. Pick beats. But yo, if you can't pick, if you don't feel you good at picking beats, yo, partner with somebody that's good at picking beats. Like, yo, have, what's the name? Associated Executive Producer. Yo, to me, Rick Ross is a dude who's good at picking beats. Like, yo, you, there's so many different people that he can get good beats from, even if you don't have the beat ear. That could right, probably yeah. come up like, yo, I can hear you on this or this, that, or whatever. But I don't want to hear no all swizz, no all riz. I don't want to hear that shit or whatever. Like, yo, get, go get right, some other that. people. And yo, I'm serious. Go get some other people. Get your ear together and, <laughs> and high call it. Because at the end of the day, like, yo, when I listen to an album, I want the album to take me through chambers. Like, I want to be up. I want up tempos. I want slow. So I want, I want it to move. And sometimes when you people get locked into working with one producer, and that one producer sound, 
that shit just like how you play. It's like one long song. Yeah, one vibe. Yeah, you know, you need you need to be sitting there and have and be scared of shit in your car when the RZA beat come on. Like, oh shit. <laughs> you need to know what it is, yo. You know what I think that is, yo? Uh King Disease part one came out. Hip, Hip Boy produced all of it. He got that Grammy for that first album. Now keep in mind, his name was Hit Boy before he had the album. I mean the Grammy. So now that he got the Grammy and his name was already Hit Boy. He think whatever he put out is going to be solely for Nas to do to hit a home run with, but that's not the case. To me, I got to listen to that during at least about another two months, maybe third third quarter, this, late third quarter this year to really appreciate it. Because like I said, King like good season work, season man. I heard I heard more Nas. I heard more Nas input on this album. Then Hit Boys. Hit Boys input, I think, was on the first King Disease. On this album, I heard a lot of shit that Nas probably told me, I want this sampled, I want this that way, mm. and it's that or whatever. Because, you know, Hit Boy usually, like, I could tell the songs that Hit Boy came with and was like, oh, these are the joints that how you call And I could tell the joints that Nas had his hands and, like, the joints, like, the moments and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, those are the joints I'm sure that Nas is probably like, yo, hold on, you got that? Yo, turn that up. Tell me this real quick, fellas. Like, don't get me wrong. Big shout out to um, uh, Griselda and them. But mm-hmm. I heard Hit Boy did Benny the Butcher's album. Was Benny the Butcher's album uh, beat selection better than The King's Disease 1 and 2 for the most part? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. So this <laughs> Benny the Butcher's latest Benny. album? Yeah, I think, yeah, the last one Benny yeah, dropped um, right around when King's Disease came out. Cause Hit Boy put them both out around the same time, and, and he did all the Benny but- Benny the Butcher stuff. I heard I heard it was a good album. I just didn't hear it. Was it. All right, it was okay. Yeah, but I don't, I don't I don't I don't remember. I like Hit Boy. Yeah, he's another one. Like I love to hear him on on different productions. I mean, the producers that Griselda is using, you know, they they putting guys on that, that you know what I'm saying that, that that aren't the everyday names. So yeah. Um, but I would love to hear him with some of the greats. I would love people like I would love people to work more with large professor. I think he has a melodic way of keeping a rhythm going. Like his beats yeah. make you really bounce, man. Yeah. Um, Alchemist, Ayatollah, like yo, them are, them are dudes that but you know what it is? Those are dudes that is probably harder to pick to get a hit record from. Even DJ Scratch, bro. DJ yeah. Scratch, he's responsible yeah. for all Buster shit. Everything, all Buster hottest shit is coming from Casey. I, I never knew that. I never you didn't know that. DJ Scratch was producing us, producing for him? Nah, hell no. Uh-uh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, DJ, DJ Scratch get busy. DJ Scratch get busy. So overall, yo, good. Another good project from Nas. I'm happy for him because he strung two together, back to back, two back to back. Good albums, like I said, like yo, if there's a, I don't need a third King's Disease, you know how you call no, it, like no, no, like, like yo, let's let's KD. go, let's KD you know, like, KD keep the momentum going, you know why you why you hot and why you excited about recording and collaborating with young artists and take that energy, you know, high call. And I'm not saying you don't hit up Hit Boy for two or three tracks, but yo, maybe you get two or three from Hit Boy. Maybe you get a couple from Mars Professor. Maybe you get some from Primo. You know how you call it. Maybe you tap Swiss. For a track, maybe you go, you know, yeah, like there's just there's high quality, like there, even yo, know, I would even say that a little. Maybe you go back to Track Masters and get one, you know, like there's 
Yeah, like, but I don't want to hear another whole joint where I'm like, all right, I could put in King Disease 1 from King Disease 1 to King Disease 3, and it's the same track playing <laughs> nonstop. So, yo, in other news, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but um, after doubling down on his initial statement, the baby basically has apologized. He, he issued a statement apologizing for the comments he made while he was on stage. What are your thoughts about that? What do you think, Rob? Well, I know why he, I know why he apologized because he's losing all that money. Governor's Ball, Lapapalooza, Park mm-hmm. Life. These are, these are major festivals, man. Yeah. That's major exposure. I looked at the pictures of the Lapapalooza. My God. Yeah. Everybody got COVID about that motherfucker. It looked like, hey, yo, don't it look like when um that, that video they always show a DMX performing for the world? Yeah, son. And that, 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 oh, that, that just made me, it made me think of what we're going through today. All them people, all up on top of each other. But I'm just like, they, they still made that shit happen, son. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But this dude, you know, his words, you know, said they were very inaccurate and harmful. You know, talking about HIV patients. I mean, you gotta be mindful, man. You're a public figure, man. You gotta be not that you should censor what you say, just be mindful of what you say. Yeah. And I think that, you know, even he's dude even got Miley Cyrus stepping in for him, so <laughs> you're feeling bad about you know, because I guess people really like him. Yeah. People really like him on and off the stage. And, you know, for whatever personal reasons why he said what he said. People see the backlash and and the removal of him from the public eye or from that that spotlight he was in. He ain't in it no more. Yeah. You, know you think he should apologize, eh? Um, it's freedom of speech, but when it comes to something as crazy as HIV and all that, which killed millions upon millions of people, you have a, you have a lot of people who family members died of that, or friends, or close, or, or, or just associates, or whatever. And then you have a lot of people that's in Hollywood that caused the shots. They got family members and friends too that 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 died of that. You might have somebody that owns that particular property where they have these big festivals that lost a family member to that or whatever. So and then for him yeah. to say stuff about the you know the gay stuff and all that, which. To me, I feel that um, there's really no gray area nowadays because no, 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 no. I'm saying no, 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 no. Whatever, whatever somebody believes in is what they believe in, but don't force it down people's mind or throat of 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 keep pushing this stuff because you gotta you gotta figure, man. Like a lot of these kids, the 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 average kid's mind at the age of five grasp so much information you know what i'm saying and if a kid is not really knowing what is what or who they are and all the other stuff it kind of conforms them to being of whatever they seeing on tv or you know it kind of goes back to even the stuff with like you know uh what 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 the baby said number one like y'all said it, it definitely hit his pockets but you gotta think long term, like even though he apologized, people might not take that as sincere. I mean, yeah. I don't take it sincere because well, that's, that's what I, that's what I, I don't think he should apologize. You know why? Because 
only thing he did was even come out even more. He's disingenuous. Like, yo, after they called him on it the first time, yeah. he doubled down. I think he shot a video and said something like he going to say what he want to say. And right. then when they tap into his resources, his finances, he they backpedal. And then you talk about your social media and this, that. Like, his statement was terrible. Whoever his public relations person is, they need to be fired. Like, yo, yeah. it just, I just don't understand. Like, once he seen, once he, I don't know what was in his mind on the stage to say that because I've heard all kinds of chants call to action. I've never he heard that. He asked, the, he asked the audience to light up his cell phone, but. No. Don't even repeat that, yo. <laughs> don't even repeat that. Giving head in the parking lot and, yo, it just, to me, it's just like, yo, dude, what are you doing? But after you were called on it, it to me, if he really truly was sincere in his apology after he was called on it, he would have offered an apology, but he didn't offer an apology. He kept going because he thought he was uncancelable and they did what they do with everybody. Like, really? You think you're uncancelable? Watch this. Hit him in his pockets. Cancel that cancer culture for real, ain't yeah, it? Hit him in his pockets. And now it's like, yo, now he's gonna be on damage control. You know, if I was his public relations person, you know what I would tell him to do? Go away. That's what I'll tell him. I'll be like, yo, lay low. stay away for a while. Stay away for a while. Let shit cool down. Or wait unless somebody else put their foot in their mouth and do something crazy and then resurface. Right. Big, big, big question, fellas. Um I'ma say yes. This 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 definitely made him a bigger artist. But it could it? be a gift and a curse. Bigger? Now, 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 he, now if he was a regular huh? You think this is going to make Yeah. It may, it, 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 his, his name is spreading more like 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 like, like wildfire. Um, now, 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 with that, it could be a gift and a curse because people that never really listened to his music, they're going to be listening more to his music now to catch anything else that he might have said that compliments that, the... the, 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 the uh, the statement that he made while he was on stage. But I figured, man, at the end of the day, like you said, Sha, public relations person should get fired, manager should get fired. But I just Did think he, that he big, I think I think I think he's gonna put himself out of it. And what's gonna happen is that he's gonna start doing more features with people that's in that light. In order to bridge the gap, that's that's that's. I mean, besides, he's gonna, gonna do a song with Elton John. Yo, I don't. Yeah, that, that's the Eminem I think tactic. He's do something like that. That's the Eminem yeah. tactic. But yo, I don't. I honestly, I don't think it made him a big artist. I think it gave him a moment where he had a lot of he had a lot of publicity. And like they say in public relations, like yo, all publicity is good publicity. But you don't want this kind of. You don't want this kind yeah. of. <laughs> you know, I don't like care. Iron, that's the Iron Curtain. Uh, I, I really feel like I really feel like that this may stunt his growth. Like I had saw on social media that he, he hooked up with Fifty Cent, and that he how you call it that he hooked up with Fifty Cent, and that Fifty Cent was kind of mentoring him and everything. And I think that you know, like yo, I I don't know if this is what's going to derail his music. Like look, I'm biased or whatever. I think that the dude got talent, but I was never like sold on that he was a great entertainer, great rapper to begin with. So I think that his run would have eventually slowed down or came to an end. Anyway, like most of them do. But I just think that this is probably gonna expedite it. You're gonna I have a big song with people of that light. Just like how Rob said, and what's gonna happen is the next big award show, 
The next the big award, award show. Yo, the next, Rob, the next big award he... show, whether it's the Grammys, American Music Awards, he's gonna be on there with somebody uh, that he talked against in, in them comments. Who? Little Nas the X. Baby. Ooh. Uh, nah, I think it's probably gonna be like how Rob said, like Elton John. Elton Rob John, or, um... yeah, you said that, <laughs> huh? Rob, no, no, that. Rob, 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 Rob. <laughs> I thought you said, Yo, Rob, uh, did you say that? All right, well, tell you what, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> the baby's baby gonna do a song with a big name, whether it's Elton John or somebody, and he's gonna, you know, close the chapter on that. And then from there, that's gonna count. That's that's gonna bring him to a a, a whole nother um. Yo, he's gonna, let me, he's let gonna give him you. a hug and a kiss. Uh, Yo, let me, let me ask you this because I feel like that um he the baby I think insulted two 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 sets uh, of people. Like he, he insulted, of course, the LGBT community, but he also insulted people that have HIV. been impacted by HIV and AIDS or whatever. And yeah, I think yeah. that um how you call it like same thing with us like. And this is this is this is interesting. Like, so if we had somebody who came out and went on, uh, if Eminem went on a racist tirade or, or whatever, or is that that or whatever, and then they're like, "Yo, but I'm about to do this song with Puff Daddy or whatever," I mean, personally, I wouldn't embrace him. I wouldn't be like, "Yo, I right, you good again? Cause you rap with my man Puff." And I think, and I think, okay, that's the spoken move. Yeah, That's and I think, I think that the LGBT community and I think that the people who have been impacted and lost loved ones from HIV or from, you know, from AIDS, I think that they also are not simplistic in a manner that they would accept that as an apology. I think that he he's going to have to wear this stain for a while. Listen, you know what he got a better chance of doing that'll get him out of it? If he make an undeniable hit record... That I think will get him get him out of it faster than him partnering with somebody. Cause you're like, yo, this tokenism, you making a record, you would never collaborate with Elton John. Why would the baby of Elton John ever make a record? No, but see, just 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 uh, one of y'all said it earlier uh, that Molly Savage, you know, is came out and said that she's willing to sit down with him and educate him on a lot of different things that he has a misconception of. Oh, yeah, just, just, just like a big artist like like Molly Savage, you never know. Her next upcoming tour, she might have this guy together with her, but they're gonna do they gonna do a song together. And then what's gonna happen is a lot of them proceeds from that particular song is gonna go to a lot of different organizations. And that's that's the only that's one of the things thing. I can but see he's gonna, he's gonna do something to fix that. I can see a move. But, but, but you know something? This cancer like, culture, this cancer culture is for real, my dude. They keep, yeah. you know, they keep their foot on your neck, and I don't know if yeah. Molly Cyrus got the key to it. Like I, I'm, I can't see me it's being like, oh, you know she got pulled. She's a Cyrus, man. She got pulled. Yo, it's just like how you call it. Like I'm be like, yo, all right, Molly, Molly Cyrus is good with him. Yo, come on in, brother. You good again? Yo, all right, Miley Cyrus. Yo, you good again? We can rock Let's go on this too. Let's go. Yo. Let's go make a song together. Now here, yo. Now here's this what I'm saying. Like, yo, we we not fickle in that nature, but we fickle enough that if he make a number one record and people want to party to it in the club, then they gonna forget all the stuff he said. That's just yeah. a fact. Like that's why I say you just need to, yo, just be quiet. Go away. Go record. People show whatever the span is about this big, they'll forget about yeah, it. Yeah, make you know, make some good music, come out with some good music. You know, how you call it? It's always gonna be somebody in the background notice gonna keep their foot on his neck. 
Because yeah. they're still bringing up stuff that Kevin Hart said on, on Twitter 15 years ago. Somebody's always going to keep their foot on their neck. And you know what? I think that high caller, like artists and entertainers and people who live in a public life, it's unfair that you got to be, you have to be perfect, that you can't never say something that's politically incorrect. Like, I think that's horrible. But I think that comes with being, that comes with, yo, that comes with the territory. You want to be wealthy, you want the notoriety. Like Zane, like Zane said, yo, you got all these eyes on you, people are impressionable. Kids are impressionable. Yo, you got to be more responsible with your words. And if you say it and people call you on it and you believe that you you bigger than getting chastised or canceled for it, that's, he threw the nail in his coffin. He solidified. People said, oh, word? Really? You want you want to keep going? All you have to do is shut the first time. But they was yeah. like, word? You want to keep going with this? Watch this. Yo, mm, all these that. festivals, all these festivals, endorsement deals, everything gone. They didn't put the baby in the incubator. That nigga. I tell baby. you, I tell you what though. The baby got aborted. That's what it <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. I don't know how many of the um festivals that he can't do right now, but he's good on that deposit. Whatever that deposit they gave him, that's not refundable. So so at least he got half of that money. But that other yeah, half of the money was, was, a, was a all worth it. It wasn't all yeah, worth it. Man. That's a strength based approach. At least he got the deposit for it. Unless they were that's smart deposit, enough, yeah. unless they were smart enough to put in the contract something something in the contract around that, like yo, if you you do irre- irreparable damage to your reputation or to the, mm-hmm. the, the the festival reputation, we you know you forfeit the deposit. You got to return the deposit. But like I said, like yo, he he get around the smart people that help repair his image. You know, I haven't heard much from him lately. So maybe he yeah. took maybe he took that advice. Like, yo, sometimes you just gotta shut up and go away. That's all it takes sometimes. Just shut up and go away. Don't say nothing. Yeah. Don't say nothing. You know, so I don't know. But yo, this has been a good episode, man. Any closing words? Dipset, <laughs> get your fucking stage presence up. <laughs> so I got mm-hmm. this. Nah, um, Shout out to my wife, man. We had a great, great Saturday just past. We did our first festival, Green Tree Festival. Nice. A lot of people came out, celebrated her birthday. Um, it was a great turnout. My neighbors came. We partied all night. Man, just, you know, if, if you have any, if, if anybody out there listening, man, if you have have it in your heart to help somebody man just just show somebody a good time man just you know, be a be a be a be a listening ear be comfort be compassionate you know help one another out man each one teach one man i think that's the best way i can say that for sure Gazzy. i would say shout out to my pops his birthday was uh last week yeah, and you know, just 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 big shout out to uh, all the family members, friends, and people that's tuning in. We're gonna continue to bring y'all uh, some excellent content, and always, always, uh, just leave you know questions and comments or whatever, and just give us you know some, some other some other uh, options of, of what y'all would like to see or no ideas original uh, podcast. And shout us on you. Yeah. Yo, dope episode. Like I said, people always give me feedback and say that they they like when it's just us. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes more than we have a guest, and I think that's because you know, like when it's just us, we used to be talking about whatever the current events are, and not everybody is as big a fan of hip hop as we are, uh, bigger fans of entrepreneurism, you know, right. as, as we are. So you know, it was good to lock in with your brothers and, and 
have this conversation and build again. You know, we talked a little everything from hip hop to Kyrie Irving to Riri to the baby. So great discussion. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. For sure. We'll catch y'all next week when we have yep. our next, another episode because we're going to be back in the lab recording and, and getting shit popped off. So everybody have a good evening. Have a good weekend. Peace out. Peace. Peace.